Hi, hello, it's Tardy to the Party, a pop culture podcast where Bill and I found Daniel fill our pop culture souls. Souls. Our souls. Wow. Fill our souls. Well, that's not entirely not... Fill our pop culture souls of the movies. That kind of fits uh, with the film. Because this movie's about, like, emptiness and identity. What we missed the first time around? You know what? What? We watch we watch THX <laughs> What's going on? I don't know what's real or what's not anymore. As I like to call it, thanks eleven thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> yup, thanks. Thanks, thanks for this movie. You asshole. Actually more thanks No, I'm assuming Sen Sin what's okay, yeah, what? I'm assuming you being a George Lucas fan, you <laughs> had seen this movie before. Yeah. I saw it a couple times back in the day, like 25 years ago, yeah. like late 80s, early 90s. I rented on VHS a couple times. And I started watching. And watch- was boring, because you, <laughs> you think, oh, from the guy who made Star Wars, not that you're expecting another, I knew it was like an, essentially an experimental art film kind of yeah. thing. But even then I was like, oh my God. So here's what I knew about THX 113A. This is your choice yeah, too, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> this it, is your fault. It got sound. <laughs> it got a lot of sound. <laughs> it got sound that- George Lucas named his sound company after? Yeah. And you have to sit there. No, it's actually Robert Duvall makes that sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I knew that. I knew some bald people. And I knew white. That's all I knew about that this really movie. That really is kind of like what? That, that's, that's the only real. I, I didn't know Robert Duvall was in it. Oh, yeah? Okay. I didn't know anything else. Or it's, it's, it's not you, dystopian future. You not have not seen The Godfather, whatever. right? I've seen The Godfather. Okay. See, Godfather is my, my real knowledge point for robert duvall okay so you okay i was gonna ask if if you knew robert duvall from anything else but yeah no but i uh do you know donald pleasant's the bad guy in this movie yeah, the quote-unquote bad guy who's in um it's halloween he's not well, yeah Loomis. but i was gonna say he's been in other movie we watched i'm gonna see if you can remember what movie it was oh no bill was what he? movie who did we watch that donald pleasant was in i'm trying to think anybody with with a white english guy would have been lion in winter no no what was he in oh bill was he like a lead character or something? He does say he's the king. I cannot. He's the king of New York. The Duke oh, of New York. I forgot that he's king the president. A number one with a. He, it's your favorite scene with his blonde wig. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh man, Escape I, from New York. Which I guess you made almost exactly ten years after this. Yeah, Escape. Mm-hmm. Escape. Uh, is this better or worse than Escape from New York? It's. They're both science fiction films. It's more boring. Made for $2. <laughs> Which, great, yeah. This, I mean, the, the, the... You know, I, it was dull. I'll give the movie that. It was dull, dull, but it wasn't as dull as I was expecting. It's, yeah. In retrospect, I remember this being... I think I had to watch this movie over the course of two nights when I first watched it, watched it in the high school. But uh, I, just because it was... I couldn't put it... Like, I, th- I also feel like Lucas created this huge backstory and stuff for this movie that we were not privy to. Yeah. Like, I feel like stuff happens and we're just to assume we know how it works. It doesn't sound like, like, I watched it, so I got the, what, you, you rented it on what, like on Amazon? PlayStation. Oh, well, you rented it on yes, PlayStation. I bought, there was a Blu-ray for like $5 on Amazon, so I was able to watch it with a commentary. Not a lot of thought put into this movie. It's more just a tone mm. poem. Because even by Lucas's own admission, there's like not supposed to be any kind of infrastructure that we're not supposed to know about. It's just, he just, a lot of this movie was because he thought it looked and sounded cool. Mm. And so, yeah, we're not, I mean, there, like, it is, he did want to make this movie seem like a, like a foreign film, like almost like a film that fell out of the future. Yeah. And that he wanted to build this world where you, you don't know what's going on, where it feels like there's more stuff going on, but he himself never, there's no like giant like mythology behind. Mm. Like even, they even talk about like, how it's kind of suggested that like 
maybe everyone's living underground because the world's been destroyed or something like that. Mm-hmm. But even he said, he's like, I don't know, if, if you want to assume that, you can't, but I never really this thought about that much. very much like George Lucas' <laughs> storytelling style. <laughs> well, at least... I don't, I don't know. I, I just it thought just, it looked cool. It just shows that, like, you know, his mentality that went into the prequels so you, existed back when he was first so making films. So then you films. also watched the enhanced version. Which I didn't realize that was enhanced until about two minutes in. I was like, wait, what, what the... Why? What? <laughs> Which is we will definitive. talk about every enhanced moment in this movie because fucking hell. People have argued that if we had never seen the original version of Star Wars before, that the Star Wars Special Edition wouldn't be as grating because we would just think that was the original version of the film. Mm. If you if you had not seen the original version, you wouldn't be able to tell which was the new editions and which wasn't. Yeah. This movie... It's good, uh, yeah. I saw this movie once 25 years ago. I did not, and the you, fucking CGI took me right out of it. just it. knocks you right... Because he didn't make any attempt to make the film stock look like the old 1970s film stock. Yeah. It looks like it's it's cut scenes from the like Revenge of the Sith or Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, there's not too much of it. There's only about two, two minutes of extra footage put in the yeah. movie. But still, when it shows up, it's it's obvious as shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. super obvious. Anyway, but yeah. the movie starts with a Buck Rogers clip. Oh, that, that was great. But, I thought I put why the wrong start, movie at first. But why did it start with a Buck Rogers clip? So, according to George Lucas, it's because I mean, I know he would like that shit, but yeah, which is funny. He would start with a Buck Rogers clip. I mean, that was the whole kind of inspiration for Star Wars later. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts it off with it's not a whole Buck Rogers. Uh, episode or anything like that it's just a trailer for a future episode of buck rogers where buck rogers is described as just being a normal joe whose only weapon is his wits mm-hmm. and he's he just wanted to put that in because he thought totally it's a direct counterpoint to you know buck rogers is a science fiction thing ths 11 uh, 1138 is a science fiction thing but you know buck rogers is let, the fun adventure <laughs> thing i want to let people know they're going to the sci-fi movie they wouldn't have been able to figure that out on their own he said just because uh he wanted to like draw a comparison between Technically, THX 1130 is the same thing. He's just a normal guy just getting by on his wits. Uh, but they're his both wits existing in two entirely. <laughs> well, to be fair, he's been drugged his whole life, so yeah. maybe he's not that smart and stuff. But they're essentially the same kind of hero just plugged into two entirely different kind of science fiction universes. Yeah. He was just kind of making kind of like a little jokey. In fact, George Lucas keeps on talking about how funny this film is. What? Which says a lot about George Lucas and his sense of humor, because he's like, I think this is one of the funniest films I've ever made. And I'm like, oh, God. The, uh, the guy who made, brought you Jar Jar Banks comes. And the guy who made you, who brought you Duck Tits. Yeah. <laughs> duck Tits, exactly. Yeah. Somebody said, you know what? I'm financing this movie, but I'm not giving you an extra $1,000 unless you put some duck titties in this movie. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. To then- be fair, that commentary was recorded, like, 10 years ago, so it's prime prequel era George Lucas. I'd be more curious to see what George Lucas thought about this movie when he first made it, because old George Lucas is out of his fucking mind, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also American Zoetrope? Yeah, which is uh, Francis Ford Coppola's company. Oh, okay. Well, actually, Does it still exist? Uh, it still exists. Uh, it's not with that logo, or what? Uh, I think it still exists with that logo. Mm. Actually, technically, it's a film company founded by both George Lucas and and Coppola. Mm. Um, they wanted to create a film studio in San Francisco, which would be away from uh, Los Angeles, so it would be away from the direct influence of all the major Hollywood studios. <laughs> and this is the, uh, American Zoetrope's first major big Hollywood Hollywood production. Uh, they were supposed to produce, eventually produce, they had uh, a seven film contract with Warner Brothers to produce this and six other films. This movie did so badly, and Warner Brothers hated this movie so much, they just voided the contract and said, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, that seems so, fair. but yeah, I have a whole thing about uh, Lucas's relationship this... to Coppola and how, how it led to Star Wars at the end of this, but yeah. This, 
this movie is interesting in so much as I take notes when I like, oh, this will be interesting to talk about, or this is an interesting moment, this is a key moment in the film that I need to write down. But this movie, I didn't know what I was supposed to be writing because down. Because everything's such a tone poem. It's and like it's so it's... schizophrenic. Like it starts with like footage of people opening up their medicine cabinets and saying somebody saying, "What's wrong?" And then yeah. they're like, oh, "Never mind, whatever. I need more pills or this, that, and the other," and closing it. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. It's just it's stuff is happening and people are watching monitors. Which, and... according to George Lucas, he wanted to do that so it creates soft set sense. You don't know what's it's like. He said it's supposed to be like a foreign film from the future. Like, mm. yeah, you're it's it, well mission yeah. accomplished. I did like uh, actually even getting before getting into the story stuff. Uh, there's already a hint of Star Wars in the green uh, fonts used for the credits, which is essentially the same font he used for the Lucasfilm. But apparently they made it green on the reissue. Oh, is that? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it was white originally. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> and the credits scrolled up, down instead yeah. of up because yeah. they wanted because movie takes underground. It takes place underground, so they wanted to reverse your ideas of what. <laughs> that's disappointing. To, that they change it retroactively to look a little more Star Warsy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's bullshit. Also, uh, Johnny Weissmuller Jr. is in the credits. Is that like the guy? Is that the son of the dude who played Tarzan? I guess. I have also, no idea. I'm spitting all over myself. I don't know. What so I'm doing excited there. about thanks one one three eight. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, Walter Murch uh, co-wrote the screenplay. He was the writer and director of another film we've, we've done on this film. Mm. On, this on this podcast. Film? On this film. This film called Life. He did return to Oz. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Walter Murch is also a very famous just editor and sound guy who worked with Coppola on Apocalypse Now, and he's just just general, just like film historian dude he's very smart he's actually on the on the commentary for this movie too and he actually despite this not being his movie he had way more interesting things to say than george lucas yeah. did but, so there's yeah there's some radio talk which is the same like inner space radio talk x-wings do <laughs> yeah because it's like like fading in and out yeah. am radio <laughs> yeah. what are you doing over there yeah pick up the thing I, george lucas is the only one i've ever known to use that that's technique yeah that's that's the, when we first mentioned this film i kind of uh when you first brought up the idea of doing this film i kind of like noted how like the sound is very specific in this film and like yeah it's he obviously used the same kind of sound process again which is funny because walter merch did the sound for this music ben burt uh, did the music for Star Wars, but I wonder if Ben Burt was inspired by. Obviously, at at some point, George Lucas said, "Hey, could you just make the 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 calm tra- traffic sounds in the the you know, yeah the the, the yeah. radio sounds in Star Wars just sound like the ones from THX eleven thirty eight?" But yeah, but uh, like somebody's <laughs> at work, you got a little white hat. Another station. Their radio action, radioactive overload, and shit's exploding, and doors are flying off, and people. First are time dying. I noticed it was CGI shit because, uh, you see on a monitor, uh, well, so so THX eleven thirty eight is at work. Yeah. He works on an assembly line building the police robots that enforce all the rules in this weird world. Yeah. And you see on another monitor, so like there's this monitoring station. Everyone's, uh watching all these multiple assembly lines, and I guess an assembly line in a building nearby explodes. But the explosion in the footage is very After Effects-y. Mm-hmm. It looks... It's obviously not made in 1970 when this movie was made. It's 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 very... It's 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 the first thing I noticed where I was like, oh my god, is this, is this like actually enhanced with CGI shit? And yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's followed up immediately right after with a um, establishing shot of yeah. THX's assembly line where it's obviously just all CGI, yeah. like... Like multiple extras on a blue screen stage on the CGI so, assembly line, it just looks terrible. I was gonna talk about it later, but I'll talk about it now. The 
as we got deeper in the film, but the CGI adds absolutely nothing to this. There's so many times where I'm, it actually takes away, actively takes away from the movie because there's all these points where like, oh, it feels really claustrophobic. There's this world is just a big blank void. I Nothing remember. is happening. Yeah. But then he throws in these scenes where shit's happening, and you're like, "That's not the world I was envisioning in my head." That's making me like feel yeah be connected to this place. You totally just disconnected me from the entire film by making all these giant cities in the backgrounds with cars driving and people walking around. Yeah, almost all the CGI in this movie, except for little bits and pieces like the the exploding factory footage on the on the camera, is all just uh, establishing shots mm-hmm. uh, to kind of like broaden you know just just give, show you a bigger view of what this world's supposed to look like. But I feel like it's in... better not knowing what the world looked like. I remember the original film being a little more confusing because it was a little bit harder to tell when there was a scenery change because mm. everything in this movie looks so much similar. So at least from a narrative perspective, it kind of helps to say, okay, now we're in a different place. But that I, but, could, I could understand the better establishing shots if they had kept the same tone. That's but, the thing. But they changed the colors, and, uh, yeah, everything's so bright, this like, movie white and looks, clean, yeah, but then stuff, when they add shots, they'll make it dirty and grungy yeah. and stuff, which is the opposite of what Star Wars should have been. And this movie looks so late 60s, early 70s that anything that breaks from that, just mm-hmm. it just smacks you right out of the movie. Yeah. And it's just really proof that George Lucas just doesn't know how to pay attention to tone, even within the own things that he's making. Yeah. Even regardless of what, how the shots are designed or executed, just the basic look of everything just looks off from it just mismatched and it just it's distracting and, and I, out of the you, movie. I feel like especially this movie kind of relies so much on kind of like drawing you into this weird tone of the movie yeah that if that's broken then why are you like even watching this so many points where you're supposed to like feel isolated from anybody else and like this person's all alone in this world but yeah. then they cgi'd extras into scenes and it's almost kind of walking down a hallway like they didn't need to be there and obviously cgi too so it looks yeah. even more like what the fuck like what am i even looking at here yeah there's some shit in there that looks like fucking sky captain shit yeah yeah it's yeah but then uh, he's working on the line and i know somebody on the radio says red sexers accident brought their number up to 235 to ours 106 keep up the good work so basically like hey they're all those deaths they just had now we're winning yeah we haven't had as many deaths as them presumably uh, hundreds of people have died just the previous weeks leading up to this movie but yeah and young robert duvall is still old robert duvall <laughs> I can't imagine what Robert Duvall would have looked like as a kid, because it would have been the same face on a CGI'd onto a very small child's yeah. body, but yeah. And um, Robert Duvall gets, like, a red octoball. Okay. Uh, that, okay, there's a whole thing in the commentary about that. So, this is George Lucas's commentary on mindless consumers, consumerism. So, supposedly, those little, like, fluffy dodecahedron shop that he goes to that's all the rage in that world mm. and so what people do they go buy those things those things have no actual use or value in the world uh if you notice he just comes home puts it on a table and his mate roommate just takes it and puts it in a disposal you know hits a button and goes boink and just disappears yeah. that's the only reason you're supposed to buy that stuff just to have it and then throw it away which of course, in my notes, I point out from the guy who managed to fill a bazillion landfills <laughs> with useless Star Wars-shaped plastic garbage. Yeah. 
come that coming oh which great you know this is before he made star wars but it is kind of funny that like he's sort of like oh isn't it stupid how people buy stupid useless shit and then throw well, that's it away something, how old was he when he made this he's like 22 that's yeah. something that like young 20 people year old thinks is so what? deep like this is my this is my comment on consumerism well, movie. it's all like isn't society turns you into a robot fuck you <laughs> i mean that's the whole tone of the movie yeah. is all like which granted he was part of the first generation to really be saying these kinds of things but growing up in the shadow of this stuff it just seems so like yeah man have you ever thought that we're the robots <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like okay this is and there's a bunch of people standing on an elevator and the elevator saying the elevator's out of service yeah so go to another one but they just keep standing there and more people get on this is the stuff that george lucas talks about being so funny because he talked really? about like that's funny because he's he's talking like this is like supposedly despite this society being so well designed and everyone like works like clockwork that at all you keep on seeing these bits and pieces that are breaking down it's supposed to be the funny parts and he's like i think this is a hilarious he specifically points to stuff like that and there's later a robot like walks into a wall and he's like that's hilarious Man. And, like, it is kind of a slightly kind of amusing you're watching it, but it's not like the film is so dour, though. It's not like yeah. you're kind of like, oh, <laughs> knee slappingly uh, <laughs> reacting to it. But it's just, yeah. But just Lucas, he's a weirdo. Yeah. He's a little weird dude. I love him for it, but. So, oh my Robert God. Duvall goes and confesses to a giant face. <laughs> it says stuff like, yes. Yes, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Could you be more specific? Yes. And it's unclear if that is just a recording that just spits out random lines or if it's actually listening to him. You do find out later that someone else also goes to one of these things and they're repeating the same line. Yeah. And I don't know if it's in this or the the this the, the other scene that's just like this where you actually do see it's just a voice spooling off a real to real recording. Mm, okay. And there's like some kind of feathered lizard like yeah. hanging out next to it too. Oh, is that what that scene was supposed to be? Yeah, I think that's what's supposed to be. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're all right. Didn't and what's that? That's the hilarious. Feathered did not have those feathers in the original version. What those were it's... added later. After, after... Oh, I got schmutz on my shirt. Oh, schmutz! This is good podcast talk. Yeah. Uh, no, after this movie was over, I looked up on YouTube to see, okay, what were the changes made to this movie? And mm. there have been a couple people have made... Yeah, no, that lizard was there, but then George Lucas <laughs> put, like, feathered shit on. You know, he yeah. fucking... Drew, he he magic his... What if, he ma he, what if he rubbed his magic <laughs> fucking fuck stick over it. <laughs> What if the lizard had uh, moth wings? Yeah, I guess, because it's great. It's the future. <laughs> what if uh, What if uh, there, there's a bunch of CGI monkeys to show up at the end of this movie? Yeah, he loves it. God damn. So, Robert Duvall says his meds aren't working right. Oh, yeah, that's he's confessing to the Jesus portrait. Yeah. Originally, I guess, supposed to be the voice of the Jesus machine was supposed to be... He uh, he was, almost got Orson Welles, but then at the last moment he decided to get somebody who was, I guess, cheaper and was just a local play dude. Hmm. And so, but it's funny to think that Orson Welles, we just recorded our Transformers <laughs> he would have just podcast. Been like, yes. Yes. I yes, know. I understand. It would have been lost. There's gained nothing from having yeah. him. Yeah. Um, through the having a name. But I do like the painting. Like painting looks cool though. Yeah. Jesus painting. But then he gets home with L-U-X, whatever the fucker number Luh. is. Yeah. Lux. And, uh, it's Allison Pill. It looks yeah. like Allison Pill from, uh, from, uh, she from, uh, what's the movie about the dude with the sword? <laughs> oh, that narrows it down. Scott Pilgrim. She's the drummer in uh, the Scott Pilgrim. She's a red haired <laughs> lady. She looks a lot like this actress in this movie. Is oh, what okay. I'm saying. But yeah, Freckly. it's La. It's La. La. And La. she says, she calls THX Thex. Yeah. Which I thought was Thex. like, really? He has a name like I first. thought at first his name was Dex. Yeah. Dex. Yeah. I wrote down She's Dex. Like, Thex? Thex? Yeah. Are you there? Uh, uh, Walter Murch also says that, oh, that 
the th- he thinks that he he co-wrote the movie, so he's got some authority on this. He says THX is supposed to be standing for sex because his name is Thex. Mm. La is love, and the bad guy S E N is sin. Yeah. So it's like a Garden even parable. I'm just yeah. blowing your mind. Yeah. What if we're the robots? <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, our medication is you making us into mindless? Oh things? my god! Which is funny because I don't remember people being that medicated back. Well, granted, I was this before I was born, but even then. Um, but she switches his pills yeah! with their dinner. I didn't catch what, that at me, first. Meanwhile, he is watching a black lady on a hologram machine dance around with her titties out and her butt all hanging out. And I... then a red light comes on and he jerks it so right. What? He doesn't even jerk so... it. A fucking machine comes down. But that jerk off machine was added later. <laughs> So what? George Lucas had to go up to one of his animators and say, "So uh, the scene in in THX one one three eight when um, Robert Duvall is masturbating to the holograms, could you add some kind of fuck machine? <laughs> Design a fuck machine for me that Robert Duvall is gonna come in. Could you do that for me? Cool, I thanks. Mean, somebody, <laughs> somebody was working on the lightsaber. So bot somebody battle. had to animate the the pistoning action." Of that machine going up and down. Somebody, somebody at ILM was sitting just work- staring, <laughs> staring at Robert Duvall's face, was being like, Ugh. "Somebody <laughs> probably grew up a giant Star Wars fan. Finally mm-hmm. landed this dream job working at Industrial yep. Light and Magic. Finally, they're working on the battle they've always wanted to work on. It's 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 Darth Vader versus Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. and he's like just starting work on it. And George Lucas shows up and says, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna have to pull you off the Star Wars movie. We got a special secret project for you. Oh, yeah, and then, and then he's like." Did you ever see my first film, THX 1138? Well, there's this fuck machine I want to put into it. We're pulling, we're pull, pulling you off Star Wars, and uh, specifically, you have to make sure the fuck machine. We want you to design no. it. Also, make sure every uh, and you, we want you to pay real close attention how how fucking Robert Duvall is so lovely jerking it. We want to make sure it's like in time, time, correctly, time, yeah. time. Correct. Yep. Like so much work had to go into this fuck machine. Now, to be fair to the fuck machine. <laughs> I didn't realize it was added late until no, I looked at yeah. it later. It's mm-hmm. it's the best CG in the movie. Is well, this fuck machine? It's kind of takes place in the dark, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is the best CGI fuck machine I've ever seen in a film. Mm-hmm. Especially because it looks actually that's one of the few things that actually does look like could have been built in the seventies. It's yeah. not like some height. He did resist the urge and to make his... it just look like C three PO. And then yeah. as soon as he's done, he changes the channel immediately. Like he's like. All right, the board with porn. George Lucas knows what he's he's, he's jerked <laughs> off to porn before. He knows how it goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Did you ever see the Star Wars Holiday Special? No. There is a scene where he was it like yeah, Chewbacca's it, dad or grandpa. It's like he's watching softcore porn. It's yeah. pretty much the same yep. scene without the CGI fuck machine. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because it's. He, he, uh, of all Apparently, things, George Lucas really wants hologram fuck porn. Yeah, all the hologram, sexy holograms are like super badass looking black people, too. And I guess so. If you ever get a tour of George Lucas's house, and he says, "That's my hologram room," be like, "Oh, oh no, no, we know what goes on in there." He's hired some seven foot tall black guy just to kind of rub oil over him. Just oh no, mm-hmm. and the guy he, he has to pretend like he's a hologram. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. Um, but then uh, he eats his pills, but they're not his pills. How is it that and there's a quick scene always... of some monks just walking, and then that's done? Is like, it, for three seconds, there's It's monks. live action. It's not the... Because yeah. there's a holographic monk yeah, yeah, that shows no, up later. Some How is it that people in movies always end up managed to swallow pills with that, a drink of water? I don't know. I still... My oldest sister could do that, but... 
I've tried twice in my life and I almost choked to death. Not even yeah. they were big pills, but they like no. break in your throat and it's just like it's mm-hmm. a thing. Get some water. Yeah. Um. So I guess is that their dinner too? Or are they eating? Yeah. Is it like Jessen's like it's meal yeah, pills like bricks, along with their psych pills of and their stuff? Food, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's vomiting while he's confessing in their home confession booth. Okay. Yeah. Uh. This may be where you see like the real real thing. Later, may, yeah. I think or so. something. Yeah. So then he goes, but then he goes in the bathroom and passes out. And she opens the medicine cabinet, and the voice says, "What's wrong?" And she says, "Never mind," and close. <laughs> oh heavens! And then they're on the floor. And she's you like, "Fart again." She's like, "I wanted to touch you so many times." And then they kiss, and they get it on. You see them naked or anything? Oh heck yeah, you do. I can't remember. She got them puffy nipples. Oh, that's right. Okay, because you see them make out a couple times. Yeah. yeah. What you get? And in? like, she's like, "I want to touch you so many times." He's obviously got a libido. He just watched like a naked black lady dancing. Could have said something about have, that last why night. Why couldn't she have taken off her her maybe, stuff and danced for him? Maybe she knew it would take like eight hours for like his the switched medication to make him horny, so she couldn't do it quite then when, when he's right off. But of he work. was already medicated. I know. It's Watching just, it. Yeah, but like, yeah, and then maybe he was about to get up and do it again, and she's like, "Honey, <laughs> I got a vagina. I got titties. I can help you out. You don't. You don't need the fucking CGI." jerk machine in the next room and she's like they're watching us you know and he's like no one can see us turns out everybody Everyone. can see you <laughs> which i thought that maybe was wishful thinking but no he just really doesn't understand he doesn't seem to understand how his own society works even yeah. though it's it's routinely demonstrated in this film how everyone seems to how, yeah. how would you not know that you're being monitored you, you fucking medicine cabinet you, you open it up and someone's like hey and, and it's not like the camera's hiding there's a no, big like fucking right there, like yeah Four-inch wide camera pointed at you. So, yeah. And then Donald Pleasant also watching. Oh, yeah. So, it's... Does Donald Pleasant want THX's balls? Uh... (laughs) George Lucas doesn't mention it at all. Walter Merck says, yeah, there is... He's, there is a homosexual thing going okay. on there. Although he says, like, it is, it's not actually supposed to be homosexual as much as just asexual just wanting something. Mm. Uh, and that, well, he, he's, his, 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 his sexuality is knocked down as much as anyone else's by the medication, but that he does have some kind of desires that he's trying to speak to. It's, it's, Walter Murch make, kind of makes it sound like, yeah, it's, it's pretty much what you want to read into it, but it so, is kind of like, he, he is being a predator here. Then there's a, like a 10 second scene of a bunch of people sitting in like a gallery, not a, but like a, a like a, not a gallery, like a parliament type sitting situation or yeah. the un where a bunch of people are oh sitting, yeah yeah and they are just looking left and right and left and right like they're at a tennis match mm-hmm. and then i don't know what that it doesn't plug in it again this is George and there's one person in like a pinkish top do you think his son uh washed his lucky red hat with his whites and he's gonna get sent to an insane asylum he didn't want to admit to anyone he didn't have any spare shirts left, so he had to wear it to work. And it's just like, again, this is Lucas just dropping shit in just to kind of make you feel like put you off. Well, specifically, Lucas said that in this point in the film where uh, THX is off his meds, they start throwing in more shit, weird shit like that, and adding in extra weird sound effects to kind of add to the sense of weirdness yeah. that you're supposed to be kind of feeling what THX is feeling and that like you don't know what's happening or why. Yeah. So, yeah. Plus, it, it let me make a Simpsons joke. <laughs> um, what the red door, the red shirt, and the yeah, 
Is Homer has a pink shirt? Is that why? That's yeah. He gets sent to the insane asylum with Michael Jackson. Oh, that's right. That's okay because because it's Bart's red hat. Yeah, that Bart only wears when he needs a red hat for that yeah. particular reason. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. And then we get uh, apparently the hilarious scene of an officer walking into a wall over and over. Oh yeah, day. exactly. Yeah. Oh, I laughed till I cried. Uh, <sighs> I pray to a monk. That happens. Um. And then she's like, if you go back on sedation, you won't feel the same about me. And he's like, hey, yo, girl, my next shift at work, I need my medication. And she's like, ah, and he's like, ah, okay. Yeah. Neither of them. Because I guess the idea is that, like, his job is so stressful that he needs to be medicated. Otherwise, he's, he's, he's going to melt down from the stress, which yeah. is why he does freak out later on the line. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's given a shift change. She's got to go see... Uh, S-E-N, I guess. Is, I think is yeah. his name, yeah. And he's like, hey, don't go. And she's like, I have to. He's a G-38. And he's like, hmm, that sounds suspicious. Oh, I should report him. And she's like, you're gonna get us in trouble. Bitch, you're the one that just... You started fuck, all you, you, of this! You fucking... You fucked him! Especially... And that's against the law. The housemates are not supposed to be having sex. Yeah. Like, the idea is that their libido is supposed to be so knocked down by the drugs, it doesn't really matter what genders are matched up. Except he masturbates. Again, yeah, I guess still... Yeah, exactly. Maybe... Maybe he's only masturbating because, like, they need baby batter for, like, the baby-making project? I don't know. Who knows? They're supposed to be... Yeah. Yeah. It's suggested later on that there's, like, breeding farms and stuff like that, and, like... Uh, well, I guess if you look at the notes for whenever uh, THX's and Luz stats come up, it's mm-hmm. it's it's suggested that THX was actually uh, born through actual, like, you know, human procreation, whereas Luz is supposed to be a test tube baby? And so I guess there's some kind of weird... There's weird breeding things going on in this world, too, yeah. so who the hell knows about what... So THX goes to see Donald Pleasant... And I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be in Donald Pleasant's room, yeah, in his room, another place, because like Cause everything kind of looks so similar, and people it's everything are cleaning so close it out and stuff. And then yeah, he's like, "My roommate was destroyed," and he's like, "Okay, where's La?" And I'm like, "Okay, is he looking for her at his place or just?" I don't yeah. Know. But Donald Pleasant, who's S-E-N, sin, hmm? huh? <laughs> see, it's deep. It's got, see, it's, it's almost like poetry. It rhymes. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> I always like, this was him going to, this is Donald Pleasant's place. That's why yeah. he's like, hey. No, like, it is. I, presumably I Donald Pleasant yeah. was waiting for La to show up, but instead THX shows up and says, hey, what do you want with La? Yeah, That's what I, I assume what the scene is. Yeah. I don't know, cause well, yeah. But again, yeah. But it, it turns out Sen wants THX for his roommate, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, you know, Law was here. He says Law was there because yeah. it oh, says okay, she yeah. was here, and she said you guys aren't compatible at all. Although he's obviously lying about yeah. this stuff. Yeah. He's like, you ranked very high in sanitation, so I kind of want that. He uses wet wipes when he wipes. Yeah, uh, and then. THX is like, I don't feel good, and pieces out, and D- Sen is like, oh, we'd be happy! And then that scene's over. He licks his lips and makes a weird jerking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> and then, obviously, added CGI scene. Uh, Which scene is it? Like, I think car it, racing it, through? Uh, yeah, is it train like, stuff? And I think it's like apartment buildings in the background and or stuff. something like that, yeah. Uh, and then... Um, THX is watching his holograms at home. Here's okay. a dark clothes and like, Whoa? uh, 
But nothing happens with that scene. It's just, I guess it's just establishing that the law didn't show up back home. I guess so, yeah. Um, but then Sen shows up at THX's work. THX reports him on for being a butthole. The monitor above the report station is CGI, which I didn't quite catch the mm, first time. Yeah. Because uh, um, THX goes to, like, he just pulls out a little paper form and starts filling out stuff. You can't see what he's filling out. And he just puts it in a metal box and that's it. Yeah. And the box just says, like, violations on it. But, like, there's a little CGI. And then the version that we saw, there's a monitor that, like, it's, it looks like it's supposed to be a camera showing what THX's hands is doing. Yeah. You see you see him, like, like the, whatever he's punching out in the card says, like, report violation sin. He tried to touch my butt. Help, help. Yeah. Or something like that. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, then he still puts it in the violation. And then he heads off to work. Yeah. Just whistling, just dancing. And then, then they make making robots. Good. And radiation levels are rising. Yeah. And THX, he's specifically in charge of taking like a little, in the in the original version it wasn't glowing, but in the new version it is like a little glowing metal rod. Essentially what Homer Simpson's job yeah, is. plutonium rod. But yeah. Inanimate carbon rod. Yeah, maybe. and yeah. dropping it into another, like taking it from one thing and putting it into a part of the one of the robots they're, they're yeah. constructing. And I guess that's what he does all day is, is yeah. And he's got Mr. Burns over his shoulder. Yeah. Um, but then... They're like, hey, he's not medicated. He's fucking shit up, I guess. Except he's not really making fucking he's, shit he's up. He seems to be doing okay until, yeah. for some reason, he trips an alarm. Well, they, and they, they do mind, a mind block him Yeah, they whatever. mind lock him, and that's that when shit is. starts to go Yeah, sideways. he's just sitting there working, and suddenly his eyes roll up, and it turns out it's CGI eyeballs. I, think, I, I felt weird. Yeah, that looked weird. I'm not surprised that was... Yeah, I think they took, like, a still image of him and then put CGI eyeballs because his eyes roll up in this really mechanical way that human eyes don't even yeah. when you're... Because usually people's eyes will kind of flicker and stuff like that when yeah. you're when you're doing the... When you when you roll your eyes back in your head and have, like, a, a seizure. No, it's just, like, very mechanically, just, like, his eyes just roll back into his head like a robot. And then, it's, yeah, it's the mind lock that causes him to drop the inanimate carbon rod or whatever yeah. the hell it is, and it melts through the skull of the With robot some... that he's working on indiscernible cgi couldn't tell at all again just the basic how how just the physics of an iron rod falling over it still looks so fake um mm. but then there's is there's there's an explosion because everyone else starts running yeah everybody starts running because it's melting shit but then yeah they break the lock for some reason and he just picks it up and, puts and he it fixes it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. which is weird because yeah it kind of insinuates the only reason he got fucked up he would have been okay if yeah uh, they hadn't interfered, but, but then which I guess, according to George Lucas, is supposed to be another symptom of how this the the this, the system is breaking down. That instead of making the right call to let him just fix the, the, the whatever's going wrong, they mind lock him. That causes more problems, and mm. this is probably the same shit that's actually caused explosions in some of the other lines. And I don't know. It's it's, it's it was hilarious. I, I just I was again. laughing the whole time. Yeah, um, but he gets arrested for not taking his medication, mm -hmm. and now then he's bound and bloody. Like, there's a quick scene where his white outfit's all bloody? Yeah. But... I guess... Then the, he's changed back scene. into white? Yeah. Um, there was also a thing about how when this movie was... When George Lucas handed over to Warner Brothers, they went in and cut out four minutes of the movie, so there may be a couple scenes in there that, like, even George Lucas didn't mean to, for to get cut out. Mm. He doesn't mention anything about that in the, in the commentary, though, but... Yeah. <laughs> and then he's at a trial, and some lady's like, We should destroy him! He's a pervert! And the, the the defender is like, nah, girl, nah. No. And she's like, no, destroy. And he's like, mm, girl, nah. So then uh, she was a lawyer, he's uncurable, so he'll be conditioned. Doesn't conditioned mean you're, like, they're going to, like, fix you? Yeah, and instead <laughs> of fixing him. But they just, robots poke him with sticks. 
He runs is this in, in the white void? Yeah, he yeah. runs in circles in a white void while robots poke him with sticks. Yeah. Um, it seems that what they're and they, doing... And they say just a bunch of numbers randomly. Yeah. It seems what they're doing is that they're going to experiment on him to see why he went bad. Mm. I, I would... And this and it's, it's easy to assume in this world conditioning means, and rather than actually trying to help you, that you would just be turned into a science experiment then to yeah. see why you went bad and how to keep that from happening in other people. But... I mean that that that's cause that seems kind of Orwellian. Yeah. So then he lays on the ground and hugs his his knees and and that's that. And then he's laying on a table, getting shots, pills, tests, the works. I do love these little mechanical grasping hands that come out and, like put little plugs on them, take the mm, plugs off yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I laughed. I don't know why I thought that. Was, I think I was so bored with everything on this movie. I thought that was the funniest part of the movie. Little grasping yeah. hands. I've seen those thing tools before, but yeah, yeah just kind of pick up and like gently plug off the pop off the plugs off his head. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes just, a oh, yeah, it goes, whoop. yeah, yeah, the pop sound. Um, but yeah, so yeah, again, he's so, just inspected some more. Yeah, and, and somebody's like people are watching him on a monitor on TV and like are talking. All kinds of jargon, like don't let the number get above four point six. Oh, so this is this is also again what George Lucas considered to be one of the funniest parts of the movie. What the fuck? So what happened was uh, Walter Murch uh, found some kind of comedian who had done like some kind of radio comedy uh, in in San Francisco, and they were like, "Oh, we should have him be in the movie somehow." So they brought him just to do just to improvise like this whole conversation between two dudes where they're just kind of like talking about how not to fuck with the machinery too much, and this machinery is hooked up to THX 1138. Mm-hmm. 1138, Robert Duvall's in the white void. Yeah, he's laying on the ground. And these two guys are like, okay, we'll turn it up to this. And they're like, oh, don't turn it up too high. Yeah, and he's like, like spazzing out. Yeah, he's like, like posing and <laughs> which is, he looks, like, looks like a bad art installation where he's like lying on the ground and he goes, and he, like, he's suddenly in another pose and goes, and he's in another pose. Yeah. And yeah, the guys are like, well, no, you turned up too high. So if you do that, then you can't feel anything. So you turn, turn it back down. Disillusion Again, occurs at 4.5. Yeah, Don't like, make yeah. it go above 4.6. And George, George Lucas is all like, yeah, this is one of the funniest parts of the movie. <laughs> Man, what do you think his favorite comedy of all time is? Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine, like, living or growing up with that guy? Like, his, <laughs> he's got such a robot personality. It's just, I mean, at least he does find things funny. I guess. They're just not what anyone else on the planet thinks is funny. So then La shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. Don't know how she got there, but she's there now. Supposedly, she's brought in just to see, for so they can get first-hand reference to how they fucking copulate and just kind of, Shouldn't yeah. they know? There was in a scene earlier where it's like supposedly they have the video footage of them fucking. That's another, how they got arrested to begin a, with. A scene at the very start of the movie where they're like illegal sexual encounter happening. Elsewhere. Oh yeah, exactly. So yeah, so but people fuck in this world. According to Lucas, this is them just performing another experiment under the he guise. He basically of... just wanted to see her puppy nipples again. Yeah, that's true. Do you see? Do you see? You see Duvall's butt, but you don't get to see anything more about her. That's yeah. You see her butt. You know she lives in Portland, Oregon now. Yeah, we could have we could have had her on the podcast. Print out a screen cap of her her nips and say, "Can you sign this?" <laughs> what a poor lady. <laughs> this is, she's got to be like in her eighties now or something like that. Maybe so. It was made like fifty years ago. Fifty years ago. Well, nineteen seventy. Well, no, th- forty-five years ago. <laughs> We're getting there. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. She's what, like twenty-five when they made this movie, so she's like Maybe. seventy. I don't know. Yeah. Depends on how much of a creeper George Lucas is. <laughs> he did convince uh, Princess Leia not to wear underwear. That's true. Because they don't wear yeah. underwear in the future. Yeah. They don't, they don't want any panty lines in the future. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, hold me. And then they fuck him. 
And then two cops with a guy in a yellow suit shows up. Mm-hmm. The guy in the yellow suit just fucking vanishes. Yeah. Just it it was like bad editing, yeah. Out of thin air. Um, I do like the silver cops and their big shock sticks. They're big, yeah. like, yeah. And they are kind of like predecessors to, like, Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers, and they're kind of the weird so, faceless, yeah, emotional They never dudes. felt like... I mean, there are a couple times they were like, poke him with and he's like, ah! But that wouldn't happen every time, so I was like, are these... Do these shock I don't know people? if they're modulating, like, the current, so sometimes yeah. they shock them more than other times, or what? But, yeah. But, like, Robert Duvall grabs the stick and, like, kind of fights with you him. You think they he's going to start a fight, but then he relents. And there's, like, a really far away scene where you, like, see Robert Duvall kind of squatting, spinning in a circle, and you can totally see a sack dangling between oh, his can? butt cheeks. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see it. In, like, yeah. the highest definition possible. <laughs> Thank you, Blu-ray. Next time, put that Blu-ray on and click the zoom button <laughs> a couple times and look for Robert Duvall's sack. Well, at least that or he had a wicked dingleberry. If, uh, if Allison Pill's got to show her puffy nips. Yeah. Turn about his fair play. Come on, man. This movie was PG <laughs> when it came out. I could see, you know. Granted, it didn't have a magic fuck machine in the original to version. To be fair, he had to put the, the puffy nipples on there to keep it from being G-rated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, there's not much in here. There's not, like, aside from... Uh... So did she's... Well, go ahead. I was say, there's actually not that much in here that would keep this from being a G-rated film. There's no yeah. swearing or anything like that. No, just not much naked violence. Bu- naked black lady. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. black dude. Yeah. Uh, and puffy her, nipples her and nipples ball sack. and fucking. Yeah. Well, that's suggested fucking. Lots yeah, of kissing. Yeah, really... A lot of passionate kissing of there's ears. There's no grinding or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not like she suddenly gets all doggy style. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but the fight fails, and he gets put somewhere else with Sin and a bunch of other They knock rejects. him out, and the one robot just slings him over his shoulder, right? And walks yeah. him out, and then it kind of like cuts to the next day or something like that. And we never see Law again. No. Yeah. And does she tell him that she's pregnant? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I that's how they're... She said something, and I couldn't hear it, but... I think that's how their hardcore fucking starts. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, I got a baby in me. Could you He's put like, more babies? turn me on. Yeah. How many babies can fit in there? <laughs> Is that how it works? I don't <laughs> that's know. That's how it works. There's no biology books left in this world. Um. Yeah, and but sends like, "Hey, yo, I know you turned me in, but it's okay. I'm doing pretty good here." And some old dude pats THX on the shoulder and is like, "It's all right. You're safe now." And they're just in a void. Um. Oh, is this back when they, it cuts to like? It's almost seems like it's the next day with T- THX wakes up and now he's in the same void, but now he's with like ha- like half a dozen other dudes yeah, and they have and like they have the weird stuff. bed cots things. Yeah, yeah. and Leia yeah, Luz gone. And the some, troops are and gone. And the old dude gives like a speech about some shit. Yeah, that I was so there's boring. Just I a didn't lot even of, know what it was. Again, this is just a lot of George Lucas just dropping weird personalities in the movie. And there's a the girl there of... in like tattered clothes that some big guy tries. He's like trying to be. Well, all he sneaky, tries to sneak. Yeah, she's like sneaky. knocked out or catatonic or something. Yeah. Like he puts her on the floor and he's about to rape her, and then suddenly yeah. she wakes up and screams. And he he plays it off like nothing was gonna happen. And then a cop comes in, and the guy, the guy that rapist pushes the cop over and stomps on his face a bunch of times. Yeah, which I it's interesting. The and cops really don't fight. The cops back are that really much. ineffectual in this movie. Yeah. They don't do anything. Because like Robert Duvall, you think he could have escaped in that first scene right before this when he's like struggling. Because we see like the cops really aren't like powerful or strong or fast or anything yeah. like that. But then yeah. another cop shows up and kind of puts his hand on the rapist, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. go walk away. And also, in retrospect, these cops must be pretty easily damageable, considering these guys are just wearing little paper slippers, and the guy yeah. managed to kick the robot's face yeah. in with practically his bare feet, but yeah. Um, and there's a ton of talking. Sin is just blabbling and blabbling, and I 
didn't hear a fucking word he said. Uh, supposedly he's, uh, everything that he's saying is just excerpts from Richard Nixon speeches. Because he's talking about, like, the nature of humanity and how he's going to get out of there and you can't contain him. And if we only, we need one idea to get out of here and Ugh. all kinds of stuff. But I, this is George Lucas just commenting on the nature of sub, uh, self-appointed leaders saying a whole bunch but not really saying anything at all. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, now that I'm in my this 30s, this is the most high school. Now I'm like, in 30s. Fuck 20 year olds, man. They <laughs> don't know shit. Oh, uh, but he's the sin is like we need unity and dissent. Uh, and then a fucking little person with a big curly black wig and tons of eyeliner shows up and a giant like, mole. Yeah. He's like, you know what he is? He's Wee Man and Bam Margera's love child. That's what that guy is. In retrospect, he totally has got the hair <laughs> and the shitty beard. Uh huh. Oh my god! But yeah, they just... oh my god, it's alarming. And they're like, <laughs> he's from this section over there. He's, I think they call him a shell dweller. Yeah, shell. Which dweller. in this world, the shell is supposed to be this part of this 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 community that's closest to the surface. And because supposedly the the outside world is supposed to be all harsh and fucked up, the people living close to the surface are like mostly savages and stuff. Mm. And so supposedly he that's why he's all like, he's he's kind of spurned by everyone else because he's a one of these savages who live near the surface and they're he lives in this shit. I don't know, but then THX is like, and starts just throwing shit, and then yeah. he's calm. Yeah, he's calm. Yeah. And Santa's like, oh, random happenings, no. the motion picture. Yeah. <laughs> Santa's like, oh, oh, your lunch is dirty. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Everything is fine. It's like, what the fuck is? You remember more on? about this than all I remember is that Sen says uh, says stuff, and then THX just gets up and leaves. Yeah. Well, he gives his food to Santa's like, I'm going. Okay. That's he's what like, it is, where are you yeah. going? You can't leave. And he's like, I'm ah, fucking. Why would out. he even give his food to Sen? He should just fucking knock Sen out. Well, someone does punch Sen. Yeah, and like right, in the, I completely forgot because nothing happened. He punches him in the nose, and he goes, oh. I can't remember. And, if that's like, even like his nose, and like then a, that's done. There's a big King Kong guy in there too. Yeah. I thought the King Kong guy was gonna do something, but no, he never. Yeah, but yeah, THX just gets up and walks away. Yeah, and then Sen follows him with the food, which and is supposed like, to show how prisons are all the, the only prisons in your mind. That he's the only one who shows the ambition just to get up and walk away. <laughs> now, Bill, I can't tell if you're making it up gobbledygook bullshit. That's what or if that's, oh. The only prisons are the prisons in your mind. It's, I mean, to be fair, this is kind of the same philosophy that like they use with the Force and the Empire Strikes Back. Like, so the only, there's only what you take with you. The he's kind of never bullshit. watched Lockup then. Huh? I know exactly, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so he, Santa's like, Law, you're going after Law, right? The other, the other law in there, number one five three eight, said she was coming here, and THX is like, "You're lying," and then keeps walking. I do like THX. I finally cops the fact that Sen's full of shit. Yeah, it only takes him half the and movie. And he's like, but... "Oh, what's that over there? It's another man." He's like, "The other man waves, and then they meet." And like Sen was acting like, "Oh, it's another human," and then, but then when he gets up close and he sees he's black, he's like, "Oh, he's a hologram." He's like really quiet and like. <laughs> <laughs> So black people are only holograms I in this world? I guess so. That's because the guy just says, oh, hey, I'm a hologram. And everyone just takes him for his word for it. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, hey, that looks like some good food. Mind if I eat it all? Yeah. And he eats. And like in the INDB errors thing about this, like one of the basic errors is like, dude's a hologram, but he eats. Yeah. I'm like assuming that he must be some kind of special hologram in this world where he's, I, I guess he's like the hologram from like Red Dwarf where like. 
technically he's a hologram, but he's just essentially just a meat person in space, though. Maybe he's like was once computer generated, but I don't know. He's it's like, it's, what it's, are you doing? You're not supposed to think about yeah, that. He's hard. like, what are you doing? They're like, we're going to the exit. He's like, nah, the exit's over there. And they're like, we came from there. Right, he's from like, where? You've been walking in circles. Look at that. It's right there. See that thing? And there's a ball. And they walk towards the ball. And then they're in the grayscale area. Yeah. Where they, they just essentially walk out of the studio lights. Uh, and they open a door. They open a door. And then fucking humans. A trans, stampede of humans everywhere. CGI augmented, too, yeah. I noticed. Because yeah. there was a stampede in here, but it was only a stampede of like 15 people. And now it's like a stampede yeah. of like thousands of people. And then um, THX and the new hologram guy go back through another door, I guess? A different door? Yeah. But and they go sends... through a door and Sen gets swept away in the sea of humanity. Yeah. The, hus- boom, boom. the hustle and bustle of humanity. Again, which I'm sure this is it a big, means deep something. thing. George Lucas, during the commentary, just like, he just, you can hear him shaking it's his head just... go, so deep. So deep. <laughs> this represents getting swept away by the, the thousands of people in Russia on our traffic as you had to work. And, uh, <laughs> The lack of meaning to that. Actually, most of those the people were recruited from a local drug center where yeah. the people had to shave their heads to mm-hmm. uh, be part of this. And they're like, "Hey, we'll pay you like five bucks a head to be in this little movie that we're making." I said, "Oh yeah, sure." So that's how they got all the extras for yeah. these scenes, I guess. So there's a quick shot of a computer that says THX and Sen are missing. Yeah. Uh, oh, and that there's a budget of like five thousand dollars to yeah. recapture them or yeah. something like that. Yeah, which actually becomes an important plot point. And then uh, THX and. The hologram are in fetus palooza room. Yeah. There's just a bunch of jars full of fetuses. And I guess the fetuses are also CGI. Are they? Yeah, they used to be other, like, weirder looking. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that then. They yeah. Changed them. But uh, La, they also. Uh, so THX, uh, now that they're in this control room overlooking no, this fetus wait. system. Isn't that what it is? No, not yet. Uh, wait. And then they break into, like, a control system, and the control system's, like, overlooking the fetal system, like, the reproductives. And that's when THX brings up the records and finds out Th- uh, La has been... Not quite sure what happened, but that her name has been reassigned no, to the fetus. Not yet. Oh, that's later? Yeah. Okay. Have we gotten to the point where there's two, uh, two, um... <sighs> I'm gonna say no. <laughs> there's two police bots talking about THX and the giant hologram guy might be... Uh, as they're wa- going through the server farm and the yeah. conversations, there's two stormtroopers in Star Wars that have a similar conversation where they're just kind of like t- small talk mm. and they're like, hey, what are you doing? No, because kinda the, the hologram's thing. like, hey, look at this, and opens a vent shaft and they're like, alarms go off and they go through there and then they're in the server room. That looks cool. Supposedly what that was, that was um, eight, uh, uh, Bell Telephone's, their analog telephone server room that they mm. were just in the middle of decommissioning and Lou, uh, in, in, in favor of doing like digital touchstone stuff. Yeah. And so that whole thing was about to get torn down. So they're like, oh, yeah, if you need just a big space where it's like endless lines of computer stuff, come on in. And supposedly this is supposed to be the network room. It's the heart of the Ohm uh, Christ computer entity thing that even though we've seen that that thing is actually just a tape tape recording talking to people. I guess there's supposed to be a computer backing that thing up. Hmm. And it's supposed to be their god. Essentially, this is supposed to be like the brain center for that thing. Um, just that out there. So, so Sen sitting on a tram, looking fucking crazy. Yeah, he really is fucking... just looking a little rattled. I don't know what he's trying to accomplish with anything that he yeah. does in the next half hour. So what happens is that even though he gets drawn away from the prison with THX 1138, he as he is not the individual that THX says. He's still addicted to drugs, and he's still brainwashed to be part of the system. So now that he's cut loose from the system, he doesn't know what to do. And so that's why he's kind of mi- uh, mindlessly wandering around. There's a moment where he gets off the train, 
and he can go further into the bowels of the city or away from the city. Mm-hmm. But there's like a scorpion, and he gets scared and runs away back a into the train. Bad CGI scorpion. Oh, God, fuck again. George looks. What are you doing? We can tell it's CGI. You're not tricking anybody. <laughs> uh, that's supposed to be his moment where he can cross the threshold into freedom and take, mm. take, you know, take, uh, uh, take, uh, not incentive, take uh, initiative, initiative in his own life. But he doesn't. He gets scared and runs away. Mm. And that is dividing. That's the difference between him and TJX eleven thirty eight. This TJX movie takes that and moves forward. This this director's commentary that you are telling me about. He's making me like George Lucas less and less. <laughs> right, this is a d- dumb movie that he made too, but yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But at least, like, I can look back at some of the art I made when I was younger and be like, ugh. And this is, this come is one on, of his what things. was I yeah. thinking? I mean, he only ever made two movies before Star Wars, yeah. so this is yeah, pretty much his version of them. It's like somebody who's an incredible artist now going back and stumbling across their, like, DeviantArt page from when DeviantArt oh, totally first is. started yeah. and be like, oh, look how deep I was being. The, I, the black color on this drawing symbolizes my emotions. I couldn't draw feet, and everything's colored with air, like like fucking uh, uh, Microsoft Paint airbrush. Yeah, everybody's standing yeah. in grass or clouds. Which is even worse. This is George Lucas going back to what his like embarrassing college movie. Yeah, and then throwing his terrible future shit all over. It's, it's the worst. Of both ends of George Lucas' career colliding, mm. where it's like his revisionist Star Wars bullshit meeting his like not very good early filmmaking stuff, and it's just like, oh man, yeah, it's a kind of a shit so sandwich. Some cops show up and start going through the server farm looking for THX and the hologram. All you have to do is push them over and stop, step on their faces, and they're done. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've already seen that. They but... don't even have their sticks, but yeah. they're in hiding. In hiding, success. They hide from them. Uh. And the, let's see. Yeah, I think this THX is, and the hologram hiding the ceiling. And I think this is where they end up uh, eventually walking into the yeah. command control room. For well, the no, first, center, first, I guess. first they stumble across some dead bodies that are all laying around under some blankets and shit. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, and they and, pretend uh, to be holo- the dead yeah, bodies. Yeah, hologram goes, you know all the insides are gone from these people? And yeah. then some lady comes up and starts tagging the ears of all the dead bodies. The idea is and that they- the society is really into harvesting the organs yeah. from the dead, the reusing new people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... She tags the hologram's ear, and motherfucker doesn't even flinch. Yeah. Then she goes to THX and tags like THX's ear. Like a fucking pussy. Goes, ah! and he really fucking does just go. Ah! And and she's like, "What the fuck?" And he just takes off running. And the hologram, who could have just laid there, because he didn't get caught, yeah, exactly, also jumps yeah. up and takes off running too. And he's big enough. As soon as she turned around, if he just wanted to, he could have got like conked her on the head, go like, bonk, and just like walked away. And like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah he was okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, THX fucks himself up. And but. but the price of chasing THX it keeps going up. Keep on getting you, reports. Yeah, it keeps on flashing back to the budgeting of all the money that they're spending on THX and like what four thousand dollars. Now they're spent like half of that. Yeah, yeah. So Sen finds a giant portrait in a studio, like a television type studio of, yeah. of Jesus. Or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be, and he goes down and talk to it, and then because uh, he's still a true believer, yeah, so I want to do the right confession. thing. I want to go back. I can change. And the monk comes in and is like, "Hey, yo, I gotta report you. You're not supposed to be here. Where's your name?" a piece takes. of shit. Yeah. And so Sen kind of gently pushes him over, and the guy just dies. <laughs> he really is like <laughs> he's like, eh. and the guy so goes, like, "Everyone in this world is very easily pushable." Yeah. Yeah. 
But people's They're all fucking Mr. They're all Mr. Burns. <laughs> Everybody in this world is Mr. Burns. I guess. Everyone's got uh, a very uh, offset center of balance, I guess. Uh, yeah. So THX and Hologram are running around, and they eventually trap themselves in a control room. Yeah, this is what I was thinking uh, about. And right Which before is, they go in... This is one of the legitimately creepy parts of the yeah, movie, I thought. I guess. Well, I just because the fate pretty. of uh, La is so weird. Mm. But that when they're trying to get into the room, you can hear in the background the THX sound. That oh, is that what's... Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't even notice that. I, I, well, there's I so much so. sound stuff in this movie mm. that, like, yeah, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, if the original sound that was from there, but, like, yeah. yeah. But then the two of the cops are outside the door and they're being like, everything will be all right. The lock is jammed. Can you try opening it from your yeah. side? And while they're doing this, the uh, THX is he's going through the records and he's trying to find what what happened to Law, and that's when he and finds says, out that Law consumed lo- now yeah. fetus. I guess the idea is that she was she killed and probably her uh, organs reused for. Mm. It's interesting too because uh, earlier in the film, when uh, THX is captured and they're uh, you know giving uh, giving him a checkup. Um, you see there's a status screen that shows up that talks about his only deficiency. There's a slight problem with, like, his left kidney, mm. which is, it kind of shows that they're scanning everyone's organs for yeah. possible reuse later, so. And so, yeah, yeah, I guess she was killed and recycled for her organs, and now her number's just been assigned to this fetus that's growing, literally growing, just growing on which a giant I, shelf. I would, I would say, like, if he is uncurable but didn't get destroyed, she's way more uncurable than him, because she was on her meds and wanted to... Yeah, she was the one who's the first the rules one. And stuff. Which I feel the worst for her, though, because, I mean, she's the. She's she the just wanted this the whole Duval thing. dick. Yeah, but, but it's so sad because she's the only one. She, she's the she only, just wanted love. She seems to be the only truly conscious person in this whole movie, and she just ends up in the most, like, nondescript, fucking fucked up fate as anyone in this movie. And it's kind mm-hmm. of super yeah. sad, yeah. Well, that's what she gets for being a woman in a George Lucas movie. If. <laughs> if Duvall had put up a little more fight when he first showed up in the void, or if she hadn't helped in with the fight, yeah, I was always kind of surprised that she didn't help. Like when like Duvall's trying to first fight those guys with sticks, they could have because he just ends up walking out of the same jail cell the next day anyway. Yeah, they just done twelve hours earlier while she was still. She could have at least been with him through all that. Yeah, anyway, so Pootie Tang. The radio's like we're gonna get THX and we're gonna do it under budget. Be efficient, be happy. And then the cops are at the door and they're like, are you all right in there? Because they finally get the door open. And this is actually yoink! <laughs> they just kind of pull them and then jump over them. Like and Scooby-Doo run down villains, the they just yeah. kind of collapse, yeah. And, and you want cops are beaten again in the easiest way possible. I do appreciate that Lucas didn't try to make these cops like super, because they're obviously supposed to be robots. So they, yeah. you think there would be superhuman, like some kind of strength or speed, but no, they're just like the most the doddering, just they're like rejects from Westworld. Which I guess maybe is supposed to feed into the theme that like even though these guys are supposed to be the authority figures, they're just like essentially paper tigers that they're so mm. easily knocked downable and that their only real threat comes from <laughs> whatever sure, threat you I'm assign sure to if them. You told George Lucas that he'd be I like, mean, he'd be, oh, yeah, man, very. Good. That's, that's entirely that's what, exactly I imagined. what I imagined. It's not yeah. that I was just terrible at staging action scenes. <laughs> that was the whole point of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, then there's some a scene of some bald children playing, yeah. and Sen is there, and he helps one put like a juice sack back on his juice tube back on. Yeah, his I arm. guess I guess he's he's essentially wound up in a part of the city where a lot of kids congregate at, and he's just kind of given up, and he's just waiting to be captured. I guess because yeah. he's just sitting there and just kind of like. Yeah, hanging out, with just the being kids, a weirdo, talking about. Oh, when I was your age, we didn't have this. We were yeah, we when had... I was a small bald yeah. child. <laughs> we we didn't have when the... I was a tiny Donald Pleasant. We we didn't have the red fluffy deto decohedrons to buy from the mall and throw into a dumpster. We only had the blue and the green yeah. ones. Yeah, 
So then Hologram and THX are going to steal some cars. Some pretty bitchin' looking cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are look cool. Yeah. What cool no, things right. look in the movie? They definitely look like a hot rod toy. Or not hot rod, hot... Transformers? No. What? Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels, yeah, they totally do, yeah. Because uh, they're obviously like like actual real-world t- cars with like a couple extra just shit glued onto yeah. the top and everything, yeah. Robert THX drives away, but the hologram doesn't know how to drive. Uh, finally, this... his car doesn't work, but then it starts, and vroom, vroom, a kaboosh, right into a fucking pillar, and he's dead. <laughs> Daniel, I'm going to blow your mind here. Oh, okay. It's the technology doesn't know how to use technology. <laughs> And so it dies. But think oh, about it; it's he, deep. And uh, uh, the headlight on the hologram's car goes out, signifying the life in the hologram draining away, just like the energy into the light. And the, the camera does fade into the inside of the cockpit, and he says, "Tears and rain," <laughs> and just kind of winds down. Yeah, it's the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. How is it that George Lucas didn't see Blade Runner and like just jerk off all over that and like Maybe decide to self fund like eighteen sequels to that because that's uh, the same kind of like high school kind of like right before that happens philosophy. Yeah, right before that happens, Sen gets picked up by the cops and we never see him. Yeah, it's just gone. yeah. Um, Presum- <laughs> presumably, he just yeah nothing bad ever happens to him. They're just like, oh, we take your own word. You just, you just got you just got swept away. Yeah. We'll just let you. So then there's ten minutes of a car. Hoorah! This, it's funny, I think we're at this is the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Robert Duvall is driving. His car is speeding. Uh, some nice shots, though. There's a couple cool depth of field shots where the car is like racing towards the camera yeah. and kind of like yeah, there heat was, waves and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, But some officers are chasing him on a bike. On a co- cool couple bikes, too. Yeah. They have like lights coming off the sides and stuff. For like 1970, it actually looks yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Expenditures are over 10,000 credits and rising. Yeah, she's getting expensive. The more <laughs> gas and fucking robots they the car is overheating bill yeah and then it overheats and it's this is car's now dead but now don't worry now it's all better he go again this is about technology failing humans and how you can't trust technology (laughs) it is george lucas does say something about that's supposed to be a metaphorical thing too yeah uh yeah but the car's off better so he goes from room again but not before he cuts a sweet donut (laughs) he does really he almost goes right into the wall too Yeah. yeah Uh, so then he hits a bunch of like foam barriers and they fly everywhere and the cops are chasing him one of them runs over the bar- the little foam chunks on the ground and just f- crashes yeah uh bad robots uh now you are exceeding your primary budget oh you totally missed this the the the, the, the uh, totally non-conspicuous cgi shot of the camera swooping in behind Robert Duvall's car at the mm. beginning of this chase yeah. through like the oh, CGI no. highway that looks like something right out of the no. beginning of Attack oh, yeah, of yeah. Clones. Yes, no, I had that note. CGI car speeding look real bad. Because <laughs> it's just like the physics of everything doesn't yeah. work and the rendering's not that great. It's it's just a mess. So supposedly he's going like 230 miles per hour. Uh, he hits some construction scaffolding. The cop hits it and goes fucking flying at a number one stunt. Yeah, supposedly That's a good looking stunt. So that that the guy who did the stunt was going way faster because he was supposedly a young stunt guy, and this mm-hmm. is one of his first ba- major stunts for a motion picture. So he really wanted to impress everybody. So he was going way faster than he should have, and so he was supposed to just fall off his bike, land on his ass, and skid for twenty feet. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to go like <laughs> Fly into flying flying directly twenty feet and like lay yeah like essentially crash headfirst into the, into Duvall's car. And they thought they fucking 
fucking killed him. Wow. And so <laughs> that's why it looks so good. It's a, it's it's that's the coolest looking thing in the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. And it so was, that, it he was, was absolutely fine. It but, was good enough looking that I was like, man, that guy almost died. That must have been CG. They must yeah. have fixed that. That T one thousand got fucked that's up. But just, no, that's that's just seventies safety regulations. <laughs> that's what that exactly. is. Exactly. No one giving a shit for this like five dollar <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, and then there's a quick little officers in service thirty five thousand seven hundred seven. But then it clicks yeah, down, it goes to, down to 35, 7, 700, I thought that was kind of great, yeah. And then uh, he's on foot running. He's this, running. Is, this is where you You shut up! <laughs> and then there's little what people. What? Little people mixed in with terrible CGI monkey monsters. Like hairless monkey monsters. What the fuck? Because they're suddenly like, so Robert, there's one shot Robert Duvall running down like it, like nondescript yeah. hallway. And it cuts back to the troopers are doing something. It cuts back to him. He's suddenly close up shot of he's got like he's a CGI monkey on his monkey, back, yeah. just whirling around. <laughs> you don't know where he's suddenly out. Where these monkeys came from? This is the worst CGI yet in this movie, it is, and that is saying a it lot. It is Star Wars prickle quality CGI, Oof. and that because you would argue that you would think George Lucas he has endless amounts of money, he can do whatever he wants. You think the CGI in Star Wars just looks bad because he had to do so much of it? There's there's only like three CGI monkey shots in this movie, which means you think they could have spent some extra care and time to nope. make the one, the three shots they have look good. But no, so, it looks like, oh my god. So when the cops show up, the two new cops show up to chase him on foot, one has a tiny, itty bitty little sidecar on the motorcycle. I don't even know that. Is it big enough to even hold anybody? Yeah, it's holding it's the, the second, second cop. cop but yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Bitty. Oh, man. Uh, yep, wrestling with bad CGI monkeys. Uh, oh, my now god. Now they're over budget. Climbing a shaft to the outside, which I'm. Pr- it looks pretty obvious that it's sideways. That's exactly the sideways so this is, thing. This is supposed to be the BART system in in San Francisco, the mm-hmm. the underground railway. Yeah. Uh, before they actually laid down the tracks. Yeah. And so yeah, exactly. They just put a couple fake footholds there and just yeah. gonna like, okay, we're just gonna turn the camera upside down. Uh. So the THX account is over budget. Uh, terminate it. I do. Love, this is the. This is how he escapes. Yeah. Is this? Um, just, Escapes. Escapes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and which that is what he do. Uh. So, and the cops are like, we have to go back. Come with us. Come on. Come on. I do love- Come on. But he's like, uh, uh-uh, I'm gonna keep climbing. I do love. So yeah. Rather than THX gleefully escaping the cops, how they earnestly seem to want him to come back with them, and kind of like, no, come on, you're gonna hurt yeah. yourself. You gotta stub your toe in the real world. Yeah. Come back with us. And he does pause for a moment and seem to reconsider going back with them. Yeah. And so no, he finally you know reconsiders he goes, and keeps climbing. He climbs. He sees the sun, and it's over. The what end. a great ending. There is a bird that flies through the sky yeah. because they, when they were making the movie, Walter Murch and George Lucas were always like, well, the the outside world's probably irradiated and, and what's his name probably fucking dies like two days later anyway. Yeah. But then there's the, the idea that there's a bird that flies through suggested <laughs> maybe life. some kind of life. And they said, this is, this is the bone we're going to throw to the audience that maybe he <laughs> will have a bright future after all. Um, so what'd you think? It's not good. <laughs> Don't say the bad things. It's not good. It's, and hearing what George Lucas has to say about it makes it even worse. It's and also this is a remake of the sh- he. This, this started off a, as a short he made in college. This is an art film with a budget. Yeah, well, not even that much of a budget, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah with a couple bucks thrown behind yeah. it. And it's I really do like the look and sound of this movie, but what it's saying is such like high school fucking philosophy. Just like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which to be fair, I'm sure this is. I'm assuming it's, this would be a little more groundbreaking that, fifty years know, ago, yeah, forty five years ago. Still look cool. Like all the white stuff still looks 
nice and stuff. <laughs> and stuff, yeah. Well, the white void. I know exactly, whatnot, yeah, because that's... But then they fucking ruin it by having CGI... Do- and, like, it is a true boner kill. I wish they at least... Uh, George Lucas refuses to ever do this, but even if they just had the uh, like the original cut on the Blu-ray so you could decide which version you want to see, but mm-hmm. no, it's just... And in this movie distinctly, def- definitively proves that Lucas is terrible at sneaking 21st CGI into his old films. Yeah. Like, st- like it's not just... It's not just because we're so in love with Star Wars it looks terrible. It's it's just because he's bad at doing his job of, of updating his Why films. didn't he do that with Howard the Duck? I would have... You know what? Is that, is the, that is the one movie of his I would love to see. CGI... No, I always wanted what? to do this in Howard the Duck, so I added a bunch. I added a group of ten thousand ducks in the background. Hey, I love Howard the Duck. Have you seen Howard the Duck? Oh, fuck, of course I have. That's a piece of shit movie. Howard the Duck. I love Howard the Duck, but you can argue that Howard the Duck's problems are so fundamental that you they cannot just be masked by CGI. You pretty much have to remake that film. I Oof. love that movie. I love fucking Jeffrey Jones, Child Predator, but who cares? Fucking love uh, fucking Leia Thompson. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's, I love that film. It's oh, terrible, it's but I love awful. it. But you can't fix that movie with just, like, a better, like, space monster at the well, end. Well, no, you can't fix, <laughs> you can't fix any of the do? problems do that he tries to fix. you give the duck tits fix. bigger tits? Heck yeah. They actually have some wobble now. They're not just, like, foam rubber tits, <laughs> but, like, yeah. You could actually make his mouth move correctly when he's talking. That would be more, if you, like, blinked and stuff more. Yeah. Actually, there's a bunch of shots where it's obviously like a hand puppet. Yeah. Uh, fucking Howard See, the See, there's Duck. plenty to fuck up with Howard the Duck with bad CGI. Yeah, there's a little bit, but it's not going to be like, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's it's good to have this history lesson. I'll, I'll do it like that. It was like a class. Yeah, it really I wasn't, is. I was not as bored as I thought I was going to be. I thought it was going to be like some of the movies where I'm like pausing constantly to go like clear my head or do something else just to keep myself like But alert. there's at least something that happens. I'm glad the whole thing isn't just a pure tone poem, that there yeah. is a plot, even though the plot is pretty predictable. But at mm-hmm. least there is like a, a main character who things happen to and it's there's something happening. Yeah. It could have been worse. Oh, it could have been a lot worse. I was expecting it to be a lot worse. This is still better than Victor Victoria? Of course it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. Man... If we ever get a movie that's worse than Victor Victoria, you'll, you'll know it. I don't even have to ask. No, um, I will be spitting venom like a fucking crazy snake. <laughs> uh, what? So what? Did you just choose this over American Graffiti just because it was his first film? Because American Graffiti is a better like it's actual like things. Ha- it's more of just a normal movie. It's uh, not like a. I think I I didn't wasn't wasn't even considering American Graffiti. I just okay. uh yeah American Graffiti. It pops up in my brain every now and then, but it's not something where it's not a name that's as well known as THX. THX, you go you to so just because... you go to a movie theater and blah, 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 THX. No, that's true. It's got a sound system named after it. Mm, you know, the eleven thirty eight thing pops up in so many movies too yeah. as a gag and stuff. Uh, so my background of the fo- uh, film is uh, the fifteen minute short film. This movie was based on was essentially just the very chase at the end. It mm. was just the action stuff. Uh, with a slightly goofier looking guy running around with uh, he had black hair. He wasn't uh, ba- shaved bald. Uh, a giant powder symbol on his back. Yeah, he still had the white outfit, but it was just like big circle with a little line in it. Hmm. Like today's modern power symbol. Yeah. And uh, THX's mates being told that he killed himself uh, trying to escape, even though he just ends up running off into the sunset like Robert Duvall. So THX's mate does not get fucked up like it did in the film. Hmm. But yeah, just 15 minutes long. It really is just the, the even like it almost feels like all the control room stuff almost feels like it was shot in the same control room with the same kind of sound effects of the yeah. like, hey, you know, that kind of stuff. 
Um, yeah, Walter Murch, who uh, later on to go, uh, he went off to direct, uh, write, direct Return to Oz and worked on Apocalypse Now and a thousand other movies. And Matthew Robbins, who directed Dragon Slayer and Batteries Not Included, worked on this film. Uh, they were also two of Luke, uh, George Lucas's classmates at the University of Southern California. And, uh, yeah, th- this is this is kind of one of the bigger things uh, that they kind of worked on. Uh, it's not like anyone cares about Batteries Not Included that much. I like Batteries Not Included. I love it, but then people tend to shit-talk that movie. I have to, Do you I punch them time. in the mouth? Because you should. It's got Jessica Tandy Hell and yeah, fucking, it does. Uh, fucking Larry. Yeah, Larry. Larry's good. It's Larry. Got, uh, it's, got big, it's got the big black guy that fixes he things. He boxes things, yeah. He had a little baby robot. Man, yeah. I love him. Very not included. I'm a little, awesome. little bummed that you've seen batteries not included because that would be a great feature for this. Again, one of these days we're going to start doing episodes of things that maybe we have seen before. That's in the same echelon as Gremlins. Yeah. And Cocoon. It's weird to think that yeah, Matthew Robbins is like that's one of the few things he worked on. That's 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 not this. Uh, yeah, the short and the feature of THX 1138 were inspired by the idea that we're already living in the future and that a convincing science fiction film could be shot just using pre-existing locations around Southern California. Uh, most of THX was shot at malls, army bases, airports, and, uh, yeah, Bell's, uh, phone, uh, service center. Mm. Uh, THX 1138 was supposed to be the first of a seven-picture deal between Coppola's American Zotrope and Warner Brothers, but the dismal failure of this film scotched that deal on the spot. Also, Lucas only ever met uh, Francis Ford Coppola because uh, the short uh, film version of THX 1138 won Lucas an internship to work on a Warner Brothers film, which turned out to be Finian's Rainbow, which Coppola was directing, which we've mentioned on the podcast before. Did we do an episode about that? No. (laughs) Uh, I just happened to watch it on TV not that long ago. (laughs) You don't even know. It's one of, uh, what's his name's last films? Oh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Dancing Guy. Dancing Guy. Not Gene Kelly. Dancing Guy. The other guy. The other guy. He delivers mails to Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, he does. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but then, Bing yeah, Crosby? Lucas. Yeah, but not Bing Crosby. The guy, the Fred dancing, Astaire? Fred Astaire, yeah. <laughs> one of Fred Astaire's last movies was one of Francis Ford Coppola's first movies. Yeah. And George Lucas had just happened to get an internship on that. And because uh, they became friends while working on Finian's Rainbow, Lucas then went on to help Coppola with The Godfather. And then Go- Coppola reciprocated by helping THX the feature get funded. Uh... It's funny because THX 1138 caused Apocalypse Now to get cut loose from Warner Brothers. That was supposed to be one of the seven films Warner Brothers yeah. is going to make. Which freed Coppola up to work on The Godfather. Hmm. Uh, he needed to work on The Godfather to pay off the debts that THX 1138 accrued for American Zoetrope. Which, funnily enough, hmm. caused, you know, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, esteem in Hollywood to skyrocket after The Godfather, you know, made a million dollars and became the best picture yeah. nomination and all that stuff. And so uh, Coppola agreed to help Lucas try to get a second film made, but only if he tried to do something more crowd-pleasing than THX. Mm. And so Lucas came up with two ideas. He either wanted to do a musical about teenagers cruising in Southern California in the 1960s, or he wanted to do a big Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers kind of thing. And Coppola said, well, you should do the teenage musical thing because that's going to be a lot cheaper. Wait, is American Graffiti a musical? George Lucas pitched it as a musical. It's not. There's no singing in it, oh, but it's okay. wall-to-wall soundtrack music. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Uh, so yeah, but uh, it turns out uh, uh, yeah, American Graffiti wound up being made for Universal. That that became a huge hit, and uh, that that was made almost entirely off the advice of Francis Ford Coppola, and of course, 
the success of that got bankrolled into the Star Wars, and that's kind of how George Lucas' whole empire got started. Yeah. So, despite THX 1138 bombing so hard and not necessarily being a good movie, yeah, it was only one film between that and then Star Wars, and that's it, and then the rest is history. So, all right. Well, uh, I guess I to say other than guess I'm glad I watched it. I guess no, well, yeah. at least now I when people. I, I would say at least now when people talk about THX, I can talk I, about it, but nobody ever talks about I this movie. I picture you wearing a little Con Edison hat, a little, little uh, construction vest, Yeah, and there's a hole, and you just filled it with pop culture knowledge, and oh. you're just patting it with your shovel, going, well, at least that hole is filled. <laughs> not yeah. helping anyone, but That's at least true, it's done. Yeah. There's no longer a pop it's, culture it's not, pothole there. It's not even on the road. It's off yeah, on the it's side. Yeah, it's just there, but at least no no kid's going to fall into it. Yeah. It's not going to hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. At least it's done. Yeah, it's yeah. smoothed over. At least it's done. That's, yes. that's a great way to describe watching this movie. At least um, it's over. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah that's, so, your, that's your thoughts on the film? Yeah. Mm. I don't feel like I gained anything by watching it, really, except for the fact I can now say I saw THX. Yeah. You think you might try to do American Graffiti someday? Maybe. No, oh, okay. I've heard of better things about that than I have. It's still, that's not the greatest film, but it's definitely, Ali feels more like a movie than, yeah. than, than this does. Because obviously this is just an art project that just got like major funding. And I do love seeing a, a supposedly Warner Brothers reaction to this movie, like in, in, in How much in did trivia. it lose? It made, a, I think it lost maybe like, like half a million dollars. Yeah. But it wasn't like, but it's still, Warner Brothers seemed to be very upset when they got the final version of this film. And even George Lucas is like, well, he read the script. It's not like I was pulling the wool over their eyes. But he said they, they did not expect it. They were expecting something more like, yeah, maybe a little political, but still kind of action-oriented, like Planet yeah. of the Apes. And what they got was what this movie is, which yeah. is a bunch of bald people were fucking and stuff. They're like, <laughs> what the fuck is yeah. this shit? So they pretty much sent the movie to die. Uh, So, yeah, it's not the movie's fault, but George Lucas, what a weirdo. Yeah. That's Won't that's ca- the nobody you, will argue with that. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes out of this Actually, movie. The sad part <laughs> is, plenty of people will argue that. Oh man! Oh, he's so, a visionary. What am I doing next? What's our next episode? Yeah, we be? never we talked about it, but we didn't decide. Yeah, what are you I doing we now? were gonna have a conversation about this offline. I have three choices. What are your three choices? Give them to me. In the mood for love, which you I you've been talking about that forever. The fuck is is that that Japanese one? It's a one car Y Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's only ninety minutes long. Veto. <laughs> Silent running. Is that the sequel to Cool Running? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, starring uh, Marley Maitland. Because uh, she's deaf, get it? Thank you. Or Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. What the fuck is Silent Runnings? <laughs> Silent Runnings is a science These are the choices you present me? I... Hey, man, <laughs> we had a couple crop lasers in Batman the Animated Series and Transformers the movie. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. We're going for the in the mood in the mood for love. I just vetoed that one. Well, you didn't veto the other one too. Yes, I, I know I didn't. That means you get to pick from those two. I, you know, actually, if we were smart, we would develop, we would engage in a bit of fan community uh, reaction yeah. stuff by like letting people vote for the next episode. But the way we record will probably be vote before would, anyone yeah, hears no. this episode anyway. But I was hoping you were gonna pick Homestar Runner, but whatever. Oh, for next thing. Next thing, or the time after that. How much I guess. is how much Homestar Runner? There's a lot of Homestar Runner, but you can. They're all like three minutes. It's, it's not like web com- It's not a web comic. It's a web no, it's cartoon. Flash, yeah, it's Flash animation. You know what? Okay, if you let me have in the mood for love, the next one I'll make Homestar. Runner. I don't know if I can. You know what, Bill? Okay, this here. is a, in the mood for love. I checked it. It's only ninety minutes long. That can be a long time, though. I. You know. I, no, 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 no. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> 
I'm gonna is in the mood for love, easy to procure. Yes. Oh, it's on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna start to watch that. If it's interesting enough, we can do it later. <laughs> but no! if it's boring as fuck, I don't want to sit through another boring as fuck movie that you picked because it's some obscure thing. What? What's what was the latest? What was the one of the last ones I did? Like well, that? there was. Uh, I don't recently, know. About the last that's what's exactly. I've done a couple. You've Dark House. You've done Victor Victoria. Those are the recent past. I think I've recently I've been on the crowd pleasers. So I'm just saying. A little bit Dude, why can't they all be crowd pleasers? <laughs> I know, but since this, I want to, I've been I've been anxious to watch this film. We'll talk about. It. We got the time to decide. <laughs> I like you asked me what I want to do, and I said I want. You said you're like, Fuck no. You said here's three <laughs> options, and I was like, I don't want to do that we'll one. See. And you're like, fuck you. I'm doing that one. Oh, we'll decide. Who knows what's going to be next? Fucking Question mark. Taster's choice of films. <laughs> Wait, what? What is the second one that you were the silent, silent wedding? You never silent heard about farts. that? No. Uh, that's the science fiction movie starring Bruce Dern that inspired Mystery Science Theater three thousand. It's a very slow movie about a dude in outer space with three robots that he talks to. That's... I have no idea what you're really? talking. Really, I got like the no blurb. Here was it? Oh wait, no, that's Lego Dimensions. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, well, fucking hells. We'll see what happens. We'll I see guess. what happens. And the Mood for Love is right you, you, Yeah, see, check it out. It's on YouTube. It's free. It's subtitled right there. You don't have to go looking for it that yeah. hard. Just saying. Yeah, we will see. I'm in the mood for love. <laughs> You're in the mood to punch Bill in the neck. <laughs> well, I just... I watched the trailer for that, and the trailer bored me to death. Yeah. See, it looked interesting to me. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. sad Japanese people being sad. Yeah. <laughs> In the rain. Well, I can't wait that until it becomes autumn and it becomes more like a like you know the- thematically correct weather time of year kind of thing. We'll see. Yeah, we'll. I We're gonna do some, so some more marketing about what this. Bi- what's coming this up next again. week? We don't to know. To be fair, this is to be the conversation we'd be having offline about this. We're not putting on a show here or anything yeah. like that. So, what else? I'm trying to think. What else would be like a, like a, a, a I feel the dreams. Like what would be like blood uh, blood sport? What else would be what? I'm trying to think like instant slam dunk like crowd pleasers. Oh, instant slam dunk. The crowd Marx pleasers. Brothers. It doesn't have to Actually, be. Actually, the Marx Brothers. Yeah, the Marx Brothers would be good, but it doesn't have to be an instant slam dunk crowd pleaser. Animal? I just don't want to do a fucking boring romance <laughs> movie. I think it'll be fun. With Nail and I, Animal House, The Warriors, Top Gun. We have a lot of things. Yeah, to you've pull got from. a lot of crowd pleasers there. How about Memories of Murder? <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's what I'm saying. We don't know movie. Chung King Express? What? You never heard of the movie? Chunk King Express? Is that the sequel to The Goonies? Yes. Where Chunk takes over the, the Astoria? Clueless? And rules it with an iron fist? <laughs> Goonie? Uh, Jumanji? Jumanji. Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, God. Why is that on there? Yeah, why is that on there? Yeah, I do have Mr. Smith Goes to Washington again. Isn't that... That's a Jimmy... Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Schmitz? Jimmy Schmitz. <laughs> Jimmy Smith and Jimmy Stewart almost the same guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty practically. Much. Anyway, but yeah, we'll we'll figure this out next week. We'll have something. Yeah, we'll have something, I guess. Yeah, well, Bill, maybe maybe used to bargain for it's in the mood for love. Maybe a furious me. Who knows? <laughs> Who can say? Well, you know what? And you know, it. as much you'd love it when I'm angry. So, is, like, if, if you give me in the mood for love, that gives you free reign to do whatever the fuck you want. It like really any kind of batshit crazy stuff. I've never wanted to do something that's objectively bad or like a mystery. I'm not, I'm not picking this because I think it's gonna be bad. I, think I know it could be good and interesting. I think it could be boring and terrible. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is me to do an attack run straight at Victor Victoria and see if I can usurp it. Oh god, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah we, we got a couple, I guess couple we'll weeks figure to figure this stuff people. out. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I should just watch it by myself. And if I think you could tolerate it all, I'll suggest it again. And if not, then I'll just think, choose something yeah, else. Yeah, that probably because I can still not. It's not like I mean, I, this is one of those things too where. I, I want to watch this movie. It's yeah. not like I have to wait. It has to be a thing on the podcast. Yeah, I yeah, could just yeah. check it out. And if I think there might be some kind of redeeming thing, yeah, you could check it. If there's an like interesting scene, I could like, at least fast forward to like 45 minutes in and see what you Cause think. Because even, even so. if you watched it like after I leave here, you'll forget it. I know it's exactly, <laughs> yeah. And then you, you'll watch it again. Yeah. And we'll forget And redo something. stuff, yeah. Yeah. So next week's episode is... Up in the air. Who knows? Who knows? Flip a coin. Yeah. He's muttering on Twitter. Grumpy Turtle. High Spirits. High Spirits. Land Before Time. <laughs> the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. The Mikado. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Christmas Vacation. Tardy. See, you took Christmas Vacation from me. Tardypodcast.com. Oh, man. It's going to be Halloween soon. We really mm. actually have to start thinking about what we're going to do about that stuff. Well, we pretty much already know. Well, we already know, but we figure out, like, we have to schedule that month's of pro- programming, yeah. though. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, that was THX. I would not recommend it. Yeah. If you're a completionist and if you're really curious about what George Lucas did before Star Wars, check it out. But be prepared to be watching It's a 90-Minute Student Film. Yeah. She's got nice so. boobs. That's about the only thing good thing I can say about it. And you get to see her boobs. You just see the puffy nipples. She's got the ziggurat tits. You get to see Duvall's sack. So if you want to see Duvall's sack... Dangling God, between his butt I cheeks. Love I told. I saw it twice, and I never noticed the ball sack. And that's your that's your takeaway. Yeah. Should we just name this episode? It's gonna be Deval Sack. Deval Sack. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye, guys. Keep filling them holes with pop culture. I I need to add a sound effect. That's you just like patting the the hot asphalt over this hole. Just yeah. pat pat done. It's all good. Clocking out like fucking the like the, uh, the fucking wily coyote and and then and the sheepdog at the end of their day. I've, I've packed it. Just let it lie. Let it lie. Okay, just let, let it, it heal. Let it lie. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Take care, guys.